Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello stinkers, this episode is an absolute hoot if I don't say so myself. It was recorded as a live show in front of an audience back at the start of February as part of the always excellent Nesta Comedy Festival and I'm joined by a frankly disgustingly talented panel of guests, all with varying degrees of connection to Leicester because why not? First up, the glorious Grace Petrie from and in Leicester singing Your Hearts to Life for work. Also, uh, black country comedian um, Darren Harriet, close enough to Leicester, isn't it? He's tearing the roof off the chat at every spare second. And finally, the loveliest, most interesting king of the poppets and of the bakers, it's Bake Off's Mark Elliott from Leicestershire, also once upon a time, although now hailing from Cornwall. Thanks so much for listening to Hoovering. Um, a major favour you could do me, please, would be to tell other people about the podcast. You can do it literally with a tweet or like an Instagram story. Follow the podcast on social media at the Hoovering Pod on Twitter and Instagram. One way of telling other people about the podcast is simply to leave it a five star review and or subscribe to it. Um, it sort of puts it up the listings that way so that more people find out about it when they're just having a general look for podcasts. If you'd like to support the podcast with actual money, you're allowed if you want. Uh, you can do like a one-off payment by using Acast Supporter or you can help out in a regular way by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you'll see all sorts of podcast related things that I'll swap in exchange for your hard-earned wedge from as little as two quid a month. Um, exclusive content, guest recipes, discount tickets to live shows, all that kind of thing. If you're based in or around London and you want to try Oddbox, then 
company that I get all my fruit and veg from, um, they basically salvage stuff that um, was either going to go to waste or had been rejected by a supermarket because it was vaguely imperfectly shaped or scuffed um, or um, was surplus, for example, because restaurants at the moment are closed. So they're doing stuff like really swanky things in there at the moment, like micro herbs I had the other week very delicious anyway you can get a tenner off your first box uh, if you want using a link that's in the podcast's twitter bio at hoovering pod um and or in the podcast notes everything i've just spoken about links in the podcast notes there always are okie dokie let's get into it two things to note first there is some chat about um weight and restrictive eating in this episode um and of course I take a cheerful swipe at it and it's not celebratory in any way but it is in there and then in case you need to avoid that entirely just now then be warned um however you know everything's dealt with very playfully it's a very it's probably like the most minimal of that kind of chat that I would ever bother giving a warning about secondly just a practical note thanks so much if you're in the live audience for this record um, next up, Comedy recorded this show for the Leicester Festival because obviously it all had to go online because of um, coronavirus. And it's their policy to have podcast audiences on mute. So you, and just like we, couldn't hear the audience. You can't hear the audience laughing. They were laughing. I could see them um, in this episode. But know that they were there and that they were lovely and loving it. And uh, they were letting us know as much in the chat. So every now and again, you'll hear me refer to something they've said. Um, and that's because we were interacting with the audience in the Zoom, as it were. Right, okay, I think that's everything you could ever possibly need to know in advance of this one. We had an absolute blast, and I hope that you do too whilst listening to it. Please, even though it will appear as silence, I'll see if you're doing it. Could you clap and cheer like wild and welcome to the Zoom? Amazing Birmingham comedian Darren Harriet, Leicester original Bake Off's Mark Elliott, and local Leicester singing warrior Grace Petrie. Hello. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hiya. Hi. I'm drinking. You're drinking alcohol already, yes! That's how it started. A nice, oh. nice spritz there, guys. Come on, come, come on. on! It's Friday every day. <laughs> That's what we're in now. You can make any I didn't day know a that Friday. Was allowed. Oh, it's totally allowed, Grace. Do you need to go and get a beer? It's totally allowed. I've got a big thing of tea for the moment, but yeah, when I finish, mine looks my... like tea, but it's full of whiskey, really. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, thanks for coming, lads. I, I have to say, I, Mark, earlier when we did a little tech, um, you were just on your phone, but now that you're all set up properly, you, it does look like we're watching a cookery TV show looking it into your bit, home. It? Yeah. yeah, very beautifully set up. And is that even, is that bunting? No, they're my, they're my prayer flags. Oh, my wow. kitchen's covered in prayer flags and incense and all stuff. Oh, like I love it! Oh. I, already, oh. God, I thought they were postage notes. <laughs> yes, so did I. <laughs> that, that's how Zen our lives are, Mark. <laughs> I think... Postage notes everywhere. <laughs> Yin and yang we've got there, haven't we? Of, um, <laughs> of calmness and happiness. Um, so already the lovely people in the audience of this, um, my panel, have noticed that lots of us aren't from Leicester, but the panel... Sort of is mm. Ma- mainly Grace representing. You're the uh, you're the only one physically there now, right? I'm physically there. Yeah, I've yeah. been physically here for so long. <laughs> oh God, I've now not you've... been allowed out. <laughs> oh love. Yeah, but uh, uh, but yeah, representing Leicester. Yeah. Yeah. And, is that uh, is that where is that where you're from, Grace? I'm born and raised. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. And um and and it's Birmingham for you, isn't it, Darren? That's not that far uh, it's, away. It's actually black country. Oh, okay. Um, people, yeah, people get really on my ass about that because um, obviously not everyone's heard of the black country, which I thought everybody had done. And because uh, obviously I'm black as well, it just gets awkward. So I used to say Birmingham, <laughs> right? To save any awkward oh. discussions. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, black country boy, me and Lenny Henry. <laughs> Excellent. I feel like I went to the Black Country Museum when I was in year five. Would that have happened if I'm from Dorset? Lovely. And um, Mark, you were born in Leicester. Did you grow up there? 
I do go out quite often. My sister still lives in Leicester. She lives near, just outside Gruby near Markfield. Oh, so, Gruby! Yeah, no, I, got, I do go there fairly often. <laughs> but yeah, no, I spent my first uh, first nineteen years in Leicester. That's where I was born. Oh wow! Amazing! Oh, amazing! Lovely watching the um, audience for the Leicester Comedy Festival. In this instance, none of whom are from Leicester or going never heard of those places. Um, <laughs> but good, good. Thankfully for anybody from Leicester who listens, someone is. Jessica Harris is from Leicester. Good. Um, <laughs> and Mark, um, you're 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 in Cornwall now, are you? Yeah, I live in Cornwall now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that because this is, I'm going to get this out of the way. Sorry to say this off the bat, Jess, because it's really mm. weird. But the whole time we were watching the Bake Off, uh, I'm from Leicester and my girlfriend is from Cornwall, okay. and so we decided in the first episode when they said that you were from Leicester but lived in Cornwall, we had we made up this joke that you were our son. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's Eminem. I don't know how to put this up. 
It's M&M's. Oh, there's a camera. And nachos. Hold on. There we go. Oh, okay. Look at that. Right? Blue M&M's, nachos. <laughs> the problem was that I had to go and get the blue M&M's myself in the wow. bag. And I've always heard about how celebrities, they have like blue M&M's only. <laughs> it kind of loses its sort of mystique and prestige when you do it yourself. Yeah. So in my kitchen, there's lots of M&M's on the floor now. And... I like the I idea mean, that you've also just buying yourself a selection of medals, Darren. <laughs> Some, just, just trophies that you're hacking your own name into. Why not? And then I made a, a lemoncello spritz, which is a lemoncello, soda water and Prosecco. I felt like oh. I'm slowly pacing myself because I don't know if you know it's gone down quite a bit since we started. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to finish this because I'll get sad. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that your equivalent of Mother's Ruin, that cocktail, Darren? <laughs> I, I love it. Um, I didn't realise they were M&M's. Are they chocolate or peanut M&M's? Chocolate? Um, no, chocolate, yeah. yeah. They're, the, the, um, they're the crispy ones. Oh, well. oh I know what you mean now. Sometimes you got to treat yourself. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, okay, Mark, what you, what you goblin, please? Okay, what you... well, I kind of failed a little bit because originally I was going to make some um, blueberry and lemon muffins. <sighs> um, but my kids are morons and don't like them. So, <laughs> <laughs> and like you, Jess, I hate, I hate food waste. And I think there's no way I'm going to be able to eat 12 muffins before they go off. So I actually made these chocolate uh, little tea cake <gasps> made with almond flour, mm. um, wow. which are absolutely delicious. But so it didn't fail. I've actually made a little platter of, of uh, I've got some local cheese. Oh, it's yellow. And a blueberry oh, going yeah. Oh, and I have got blueberries and I've got some of my uh, sourdough bread to go with them and some pear. Oh, so, oh right. some pear, uh, did you say? Yeah, a bit of pear as well. So Fucking yes, please. Um, talk to me about your local cheese, Cornish cheese. Yeah, it's Cornish cheese. So this is um, this is called Cornish Yarg, mm. which is uh, it's a really, it's a beautiful cheese. Actually, if you've never tried, it, it's quite creamy. And what they do, they wrap it in nettles. Oh. So you get this. I just it's just an amazing cheese. It's hard to describe until you taste it. It's a really creamy light cheese. And then this one, this cheese here, it's um, made by a local company called David So Cheddar, and it's five years old. So it's matured for five years. Wow. And wow. when you bite into it, it's so crunchy. It's unbelievable. It's like mm. crunchy and tangy. It's just an explosion that goes off. It's it's amazing stuff. All oh, right, Mark. We, yeah. can, we can all brag about locally sourced, mate. I went to Sainsbury's to get mine. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Mark, you've, you've yeah. knocked it out of the park there. Yeah. Know, Incredible. Any cheese that's so strong it feels like it, you could actually burn your mouth a bit oh, it's, it's amazing it, mm. it kind of yeah it destroys your stomach in five minutes but it's, it's amazing it's, so, it? it's, it's sort of proof that the, the pleasure pain boundary thing is a thing isn't it really yeah. strong cheese yeah. like that definitely, definitely. Um, amazing oh god I'm very jealous um, Grace last mm. but not least I'm sure of it so I've just got some. How, yeah, how do I do this? I made some some blueberry pancakes. Oh, oh wow! Yes. There Look we go. They're amazing. Oh, oh great! Well, Very so nice. I um I, I made some. Oh my god! Okay, just spilled maple syrup on my mac. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> um, can I can I be ready? Yeah, just one moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your time. Oh god. Oh, that's yeah, that's scary. <sighs> that's it. I, forgot, uh, I they... mean, I'm surprised you didn't just start licking it. I would have just licked the, the mat. Licked the maple syrup off I the mat. Licked the keys immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I am um, because I do this podcast about eating, Darren. I quite often have pictures of food taken with my mac in the background. And the amount of comments I get from people going, "Ugh, your mac's so filthy." <laughs> um, I uh, that's the only reason why I wouldn't lick food off my Maccas because uh, it's not the cleanest vessel um, it feels like a very big middle finger up to Covid doesn't it start licking your hand touched really computer as um, <laughs> a sort of little palate cleanser <laughs> oh, so Yvonne's got some blueberry pancakes as well and that looks like a complete coincidence Yvonne because you didn't know about the blue and yellow theme unless you're just very proud of being from Leicester perhaps Chances are Yvonne's not from Leicester. Um, Grace, yes. can, I ask a, can I ask a question about your pancakes? Uh, I'm going to have when, cheese when do you put the there. blueberries in? Well, I'm glad you asked because I've never done this before. Mm. Um, so I, uh, I, I poured them on the, on the pan 
And then just when they were rising and the bubbles were coming up and I was about yeah. to turn them, I chucked some blueberries in mm. while they were kind of half done, then flipped them. And it's kind of worked out. I'm just going to pick one up. Yeah, it's try like, one, no, try it, one. Yeah. It's all, yeah. They look great. They look great. Yeah. Amazing. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hope, I hope it tastes better than the keyboard of my Mac covered in maple syrup. <laughs> Sorry, Grace. Oh, they look yeah. good. You can believe how much stuff I've spilled on this machine since lockdown <laughs> began. I really yeah. realise what an actual animal I am. <laughs> can, I, can, um, I, can I just say, Jess, as well, that yeah. I understand that we're, we're supposed to now eat, but yeah. I, it's the number one thing you're not supposed to do on any recording. So if I eat really daintily and that you don't hear anything, it's because I'm scared and I'm nervous and I can see all you, all, everybody watching me. I just, oh. I'm just, I'm just so not used to being able to eat anything. And I eat just, into a microphone. It is a weird <laughs> request, really. <laughs> but um, I'm into it. And so far, so, so so few complaints, actually, about the, the not, it's surprising. I think as people are conscious of it, it's not that bad. That's fascinating to me, that when to drop the blueberries into a pancake. I, re- yeah. I fear I've maybe ruined every attempt, not that there have been that many at blueberry pancakes, from putting them in too early it's a bit mm. like when to put the cherry tomatoes into the omelette mm. do you do it before the egg business goes in probably not i used to did you but then they'll yeah, just and burst then, and explode and go volcanic yeah, I, don't, I'm in half. I don't know i don't like omelette so i couldn't help you on that one. Oh, who's I the moron like- now <laughs> with all that amazing no. cheese you've got, Mark, you don't like omelets. Do you have any idea what kind of omelets you could have with that kind of cheese? <laughs> a, few, a, few, a few years ago, my, my sister referred to an omelet as an egg pie, and oh. I've never been able to sort of get over it. You know what mm. I mean? So that's why I'm kind of, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big omelet eater either. But yeah. I, yeah, I just think egg pie now when I see one, you know, and it's they're just not a good couple of words to go together. Do you know what you I mean? Could, you could ruin so many egg things by just breaking them down into descriptions, couldn't you? Like yeah. uh, sort of liquid sweet egg sauce for custard. <laughs> yeah, no thanks, but custard. Don't, don't take mm. custard away from me, Jess. Sorry. One of the it's... only things I've got left in this pandemic. <laughs> um, Sarah said she's got a vanilla cupcake with a blue paper pasters account. It fucking does, Sarah. Well done. Well done by accidentally joining in with all of this. Do they taste as good as they look, those pancakes, Grace? Yeah, they do. And I, so I was, um, before Maple Syrup Gate, I was going to say that I, um, my girlfriend said, I offered my girlfriend some. And I made, so I made enough for her, but I gave her all of the ugly ones that look like shit. And I gave me yeah. all of the really photogenic ones. So uh, I'm glad that you all said they look nice because I, <laughs> I threw her under the bus in order to make that happen. <laughs> you do end up doing the opposite of what you do in normal life where you like give the other person the snazziest oh, yeah. looking one. Absolutely. Or like the, the perfect yoked fried egg or whatever. <laughs> um, no, not when you get shirt off on a podcast. How have your baked items turned out, Mark? Are they tasty? Have you tried one? Yeah, I have tried one. They're really good. Yeah, I mean... Um, Are they yeah, very, is it very sweet? Is it treacly? No, no. So you make... Um, it's basically a sponge, but made with almond flour. Oh, and yum. you add amaretto and, and, oh. and chocolate. Oh. And so you get this... And they're really light. You think they're going to be stodgy and heavy, but they're not. They're like really light and fluffy. Yeah. And you get this beautiful chocolate and then the almondy flavour. They're amazing. And the... Um, the chocolate, the ganache is made with water, so it's a water ganache as opposed Ooh. to a cream ganache. Mm. So it's like really intense chocolatey as opposed to creamy chocolatey. So no, they're cool. They're really good. Oh, fit. I wish, I wish uh, I Mark, Mark, can I just stay with you for a bit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there, is there <laughs> yeah. just come round and just hang out with you for a yeah, bit? Yeah, no, please do. Darren, so you've have you spent all these lockdowns on your Todd? Yeah, yeah. And so I um I used to live in a house share and then I moved in uh December twenty nineteen. Right. And then obviously March twenty twenty it all kicked off. But I'll tell you, it's been great if you like yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well I hope you do worked, like you because yeah, you're lovely. Out, it's worked out pretty well for me. Yeah, no, I feel um, I feel quite lucky. Um, but you said you've got like single man's food in, but are you into cooking? Has lockdown affected how has it sort of 
Tell me about eating during lockdown for you. I was like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've, I've, so I don't mind cooking. So I've started cooking. So my, my family are all from Jamaica. So I started cooking a lot of Jamaican food. No, oh, nice. But, um, in terms of desserts, so I'm a big baker fan, obviously. But in terms of desserts, I can't do it. I'm terrible at all of it. I can't even make cookies. They just, they're just bad. I think I cookies make- might be the hardest thing. Thank you for saying that. Ah, oh, I wish my friends were here now to hear. Ah, oh, I'm going to send that to them. Thank you for that. I've always said this. Cookies are hard. Oh, they're this not easy. Valid? I think they're fucking hard. I, I, I can make a cake like that. I say that. I fuck them up. I have fucked a cake up. But I, but I wouldn't be guaranteed to fuck a cake up. Whereas I... I I think maybe once or twice in my life, and I know it was an accident if I got biscuits right or cookies. Yeah, they I go all the, like I think flat. The and, biscuits, yeah. you have to take them out sooner than you think. Oh. So once they start going really brown, you've kind of overdone them. Right. You've got like, wow. you like a chewy cookie, that chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. You almost take them out way before you think they're ready. Why do mine? I feel like mine always spread out. Like they be, they, they become it. a big liquidy, greasy sea. I think that is that is the nature of a ch- of a chocolate cookie. You do cookie, they do kind of spread out as you bake them. So do you think just it. smaller dollops? Is it about smaller dollops? Yeah, if you want a smaller cookie, do a smaller dollop. Right. <laughs> oh well, there we go. <laughs> nice to get schooled. It's, it is nice. Mark, to get... <laughs> can, I, can I ask you a question about cookies? So my, oh, my Mark, problem. I'm sorry, Mark. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> my pro- I'm a, I'm a, I know it's like having a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, 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 I've got a scabby knee. (laughs) (laughs) My problem with cookies is that in my head, I always think the the outer, the edges are supposed to be hard because that's like, you know, when you bite it in, that that, that feels like a cookie. But the problem is, is that I feel like they, I leave them in too long and they start to get kind of burnt, but the middle is a little bit, it's not as cooked as it it should be. Okay. um, Why would that be? I mean, your temperature may be too high. So your temperature is too mm. high, so it's burning the edges before it cooks the middle. So maybe a lower lower temperature even maybe. I am terrible. <laughs> I'm one of those people who's just like turns it on the same temperature every time. Yeah. <laughs> I should really listen to instructions once, once every now and again. I think it's the, about 160 for cookies. I normally cook bait mine. Oh, up. that is lower than I thought. Man, I do, I do at least 190. All right, 160. I'm going to try that. Thank you yeah. for that. I love it. I think both Darren and I have got a bit of toxic masculinity because <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day and I think you'd like it, Darren. It says something like, to all the people out there who just whack the oven straight up to 220 every time, <laughs> no fucking about. I was like, yes! <laughs> I don't always do it, but I always feel like doing it. <laughs> See you in a minute. Just do it quicker. Um, Cooking in lockdown, Grace. Did I see the other day on Twitter that you had some sweet cooking hack or some revelation about something to put in a sauce? Oh, yes. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up um, <laughs> because I got a lot of shit for this on Twitter, which oh. I think is quite undeserved. Um, but uh, who, who could imagine something being divisive on the website twitter.com? I don't think. <laughs> it's um, I was th- I was speaking the other day and. Um, I was doing a um, like a chorizo uh, pasta sauce, like tomato-based pasta sauce. Uh, I did my staple, any tomato-based sauce, always spoonful of marmite, right? Spoonful of marmite straight in, thickens it up, brings this amazing depth. And I just put, and I thought, I thought everybody does this, so I was like, just in case anybody doesn't know, just going to put it on Twitter. And the, oh, the shaming that that resulted <laughs> in that. Really? Were you cancelled? Yeah. Uh, it's close, closest I've ever cut. Well, it's not no, nowhere near the no. closest. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, a, as a fellow Guilty Feminist alumni, we, we all sail close to the <laughs> regularly. <laughs> yeah, I, Just, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be the Marmite that gets me in the end. <laughs> um, what, it's be what me off. I've never given it a go, Marmite and a red sauce. Mark, you nodded approvingly. Is that something? Yeah, no, I do. I always put a bit of marmite in my sauce. Yeah. Do you really? Well, there you go. Look, I know a good dollop of uh, brown sugar as well. Sweeten it up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. That, is, is that like the the um, chocolate in chili thing? Mm. Uh, I think I just think it yeah. works. You know, you've got the yeah. This thing a bit a bit of uh, sugar in your tomato sauce just makes it. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Lovely. I'd heard of like Worcestershire yeah, sauce or whatever. There's a there's yeah. a vegan equivalent that Henderson's, isn't it? That everyone's Hendo's, about now. Hendo's relish, yeah, that's the, the um, shepherd one, isn't it? And I, lo- I mean, do you know what? Anyone that argues with it, it, it'd be like, well, Bloody Mary. 
Yeah. That's always got a splash of something really inky yeah. and I'm going to say it, umami-y in it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, I do, do sort of upset myself when it takes me less than half an hour to say umami in one of these podcasts, <laughs> but I, I've done it now. <laughs> Somebody had to say that in the chat. About a minute ago. Okay. Oh, umami yeah. baby, umami yeah. baby. Yeah, well, they said it like Austin Powers. So they said it in a less pretentious <laughs> way. <laughs> Everybody's into handos. Look, there we go. And somebody made a good point about um, uh, maybe brown sugar in cookies helps them be less splatty into one big liquid. Oh, I don't know. I think Ooh. I think I think I'd be doing my dollops too big. Mmm, delicious. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I want all of you to tell me about eating growing up for you. Perhaps if we start with Mark. Yeah, it was never a big deal for me. Yeah. I mean, my mum was a great cook. She used to cook the most amazing... Just, you know, homely lasagnas and vegetable chilies and stuff like that. So I was, I was predominantly vegetarian from, you know, most of my teenage life because my mum was, she cooked these amazing vegetarian meals. Um, That's cool. Did you yeah. ever, did you ever feel like um, rebelling if you were brought up by, in a sort of vegetarian household? There's a lot of like, oh, I don't know. I feel, I've got a five-year-old and uh, we've like... We don't really eat meat in my in, in this house, but he does when he's at his dad's. And a bit of me goes, yeah. oh, kind of good in the sense that I don't want him to be that kid that's sort of standing outside McDonald's like a dog at a butcher's because he's never had one. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder, did you have anything, especially as a teenager, did you have any like, I just, I wouldn't mind trying a sausage feelings? No, I mean, I did, I did eat meat, but it was, yeah. I think it was that kind of, you know, like an early, late 80s when it was kind of getting quite trendy to... And I was, I was very much a climber then anyway, so I think oh, I yeah. eating quite healthy and keeping quite lean. So, um, but in terms of like baking and, and really taking the you know, food become the passion, that's been, that's a fairly recent thing for me, you know, so. Yeah. Um, oh, amazing. Yeah. Wicked. Grace, what about you? I don't know if we covered it so much when we did our hoovering, and that also was ages ago. <laughs> Yeah, but it does relate to the past, so it's not changed. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I was, um, I was, uh, so I've got two um, brothers and a sister, and I'm the youngest of four. And uh, my mum and dad are both really good cooks, but uh, when I was a kid, I was really, really, really fussy eater. I think we did talk about this. A oh bit. yeah, was, we did. I'd yeah. forgotten that. Mm, and my, so my eldest brother was was also really fussy but in a completely different way so like my parents god bless them like now i just can't like now i look back as hell i can't believe they did it they like frequently would be making like three dinners like one for me one for my brother and one yeah to the point that um in my house growing up if there was if there was one dish that they discovered that all four of us would eat my mum took to calling it a hallelujah I think it was like carbonara or something. The first time she did the carbonara, she was like, I think this is a hallelujah. That's what we used to call it. Oh, I know. So yeah, but, but, but I mean, cooking was like really, cause you're quite a big family and like big extended family as well. Like big kind of Irish Catholic brood. So it was quite a, um, I really associate it with big, you know, digging in together. Like there was like a couple of meals 
that we would always do like Saturday brunch. My dad would always do. And now I can't to this day, I can't smell like cooking bacon without thinking of my dad. So I used to wake up to that smell on a Saturday morning all the way through my childhood. And then obviously like Sunday roasts as well. And we'd all, whatever was going on, you know, four kids, like my sister would be Irish dancing or my brother would have football training. But those were the meals that we would always all be there for. And did you have, um, I love it. It sounds, um, it sounds delicious and homely and like um, this, I feel calm just at the thought of the regularity, like the, this, I like the predictability of it. Like, um, I feel like, I'm, so my dad did sometimes did fry ups at the weekend, but they'd always be like, and I think actually I've probably inherited this, but there was definitely an element of going like, oh, they've just brought out their mushrooms that are like that rather than like that. So we'll try them. Like there was always some random thing being tried in there or like a really herby new type of sausage or I don't know. Anyway, I just, yeah, ha- I'm happy for you about those weekend fry ups. I also had them. Yeah. Um, what about um, you? Yeah, I, I, I honestly, growing up, I don't remember eating anything healthy. Like yeah. at all. It Do you have siblings? Just- yeah, um, brother, older brother. But I remember like bacon eggs every morning. Like, cause so growing up, uh, my school, my primary school and like high school was behind my nan's house. It was just, it just worked. I was so lucky. So I stayed at my nan's for like 10 years. And, you know, if school started at 9 a.m., I would leave at 8.58 and get to, you know, it was that kind of thing. So, oh man, I remember just eating loads of drunk. I was, oh, I was overweight until I was at least 14. Like proper, like obese. Like my mom was worried at one point. Cause I, I, I just used to eat everything, anything, even now. Like I've got way more restrictions on what I eat now than I did like oh, 15 years ago. It was just, I'm almost, sometimes I look back at it and I think, oh man, the freedom to just not worry about anything. Like I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what a vegetarian was when I was a kid or, or vegan or anything like that. I didn't know anyone. I've only ever met those sort of people people until I was about like 20. <laughs> I think, honestly, I had no yeah. idea what a vegan was until maybe 2010. Like, I don't, no yeah, I think, to be honest, I do think that veganism's hit the mainstream in a, like, stratospheric way. It's had an yeah. amazing career in the last three or four years, hasn't yeah. it, veganism? Vegans PR is amazing right yeah. now. They're really out there. Well, and also, I think just in terms of the urgency of the state of the planet, ultimately, has made people, like, go, like, put, yeah. put some yeah. fire in its belly, isn't it? Um, first up the, off the bat, it tickles me very much that you, like, it sounds so amazing to live on the doorstep of your school, but how funny that now you've chosen a job that in normal times means more <laughs> travelling than probably any other job. Yeah, I'm really as well. Yeah, properly making up the air miles now. Um, and yeah, I think it's so... Um, it's so interesting, isn't it? On that way of, I sort of have the converse of um, of yours situation in the sense that I was one of those kids who used to think all the time, like, oh, when you're when I'm an adult, I can have whatever I want. Like whenever, like when I'm an adult, if I wanted some like five bars of something, I could have that. And um, and now that I'm an adult, I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but not in like that way of like. I do, but in that way, like I do have that consciousness of going, I could if I want. Like, isn't that amazing that you, you you essentially, you have to idolize the agency to eat as you choose to eat as a kid. And that's a bit bonkers, isn't it? That you have sort of to wait to adulthood to, to actually be able for it to be up to you, to be self-determined in terms of something that's actually probably so important to how you feel and how happy you you are. um, You know what I, I was thinking about the other day? like how I would eat kids cereal like every morning before school up until I was about 18. And now I wouldn't, I wouldn't even go near like sugar puffs or, you know, cocoa puffs or anything like that. Now I wouldn't have it. Well, because it's too sugary. Too sugary. I look at it and I go, this is a horrible way to start my day. (laughs) because <laughs> it's just full of sugar. But I used to have frosted flakes with extra white sugar on with full fat mm. milk as a kid. And that was, but now I look back at it and I go, how was I doing that for so long? Well, because it was and fucking now, delicious, mate. Because it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I, have I still do have frosted extra sugar on, I have to admit. Yeah, I was going to say, and if you're going to have porridge, you've got to tell me you're having something sweet on that. Otherwise I you feel like it's, we're supposed to be vaguely comedic, this podcast, mm. and it's just got very, turned into a <laughs> kitchen sink drama if it's you've gone from having this beautiful childhood full of sugar to now porridge i mean i have i have stevia 
on it. Oh, Darren, I, I knew you'd turn out to be a... F- I knew you. I already knew you were a fitness person. <laughs> um. you, know, you, know, you know what the best part was about me saying Stevia? I could see some of the audience and they looked at me disgusted. I could, li- I could see everyone <laughs> going, oh, God, this, get him off. <laughs> Darren, uh, Stevia, is that, you, is, that, is that supposed to be the sweetest substance, natural substance on the planet? Is that right? Is that yeah, the, something I mean, like that. It's a sugar substitute, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Plant-based yeah. it, sugar is, substitute. it is, yeah. I mean, I'd rather have some white sugar to be like you need at least five spoons of stevia will make one teaspoon of white sugar and I think there's a, there's a lot of theories that it does the same thing to your brain and body it makes you go oh I've had a sweet thing and like goes into that kind of motor like and then crash but you haven't had the sugar so it's confusing. It's confusing all your receptors. But what do I fucking know? I'm a comedian. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> have any of you ever had a food or some a food thing that you have been scared of? Um, I asked this because I once worked with a woman whose sister had a genuine phobia of oranges. Wow. And I... Oh! I, even if you just know someone, I find these stories fascinating. I saw one before about someone who was scared of bananas. Just like oh. a crazy, irrational fear of bananas. So they wouldn't go near bananas. They, they Like, as in, you know how some people are scared of, like, clowns? And they're, yeah, like, really yeah, terrified. Yeah. It was the same with bananas. But um, for myself, no, I don't know. No food at all. I have any irrational fears of... I don't have any bad memories of any foods either. Really. What? That's like, good. Not, yeah, it's like... You, you know, haven't like, done that thing where you di- overdid something so much you can't have it anymore. Lots of people mm. drink tequila or cider. Okay, now you said that. Here yeah. we go. Sambuca I can't do. <laughs> okay. Uh. I too much of that. I also, weirdly, I can't eat... Um, I can't have tea. I don't drink tea. Never drink tea. Or I can't have tea and donuts because I was sick once because I don't know why, but I remember I had, a, I had some tea and donuts as a kid and I was sick all over my nan's floor. And, oh. um, I, I, and out of the two, I chose donuts. So yeah, I don't, okay. I, I try, I don't have tea anymore, but I don't really like tea. I prefer coffee. I love coffee. Well, I've I have just coffee had um... sad way, just black every time. That's not sad. Sad way. I feel like it's sad because listen, Jess. When well, because you because you'd, you'd like to have it with milk and sugar. Milk, sugar, maybe put the marshmallows in and do all that stuff. <laughs> Darren, I want you to have a happier life. It's making me so sad. Darren, come and live with us for a bit. Come and live here. I make you a nice coffee that you like. It's so you strange, can be but- happy now, Darren. <laughs> I will look at people who are like, you know, who are vegans or vegetarians and I'll be like, yeah. oh man, all those restrictions on what they eat. All those... But I've got just as many. Yeah, <laughs> but they're all just of your own making. They're not ethical yeah. at all. <laughs> um, Grace, did you, were you about to have a thing about the phobia? Did you? Oh, uh, I do have a weird, I, I do have a weird phobia actually. It's, mm. it's, it's, my phobia is like more, it's a more general thing, mm. which is like, um, oh, there is actually a word for it, but it's, um, very like uh, porous surfaces, or like, um, but so basically, you know those melons that look like brains. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like that. I, I fucking hate them. I fucking hate them. I can't have them in the house. <laughs> and, I'm quite, and I'm quite, and I'm like quite like phobic of them. And right. anything that look, looks like that, there's actually a word for this being like freaked out by this type of thing. Is it veiny things? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it! It's, someone has always got an interesting thing that they're like, about. Um, I, I mean, yeah. it's not a food thing, but I'm like that about slugs. Oh, like really? yeah. slugs yeah. and I mean, I think that's quite normal. But like the idea, oh, yeah. I've got I've got friends who, you know, with kids the same age as me who are quite happy to like. And I think it's so lovely, you know, they'd be out in the garden, like holding up worms and stroking <laughs> snails. <laughs> Oh, fuck off! Absolutely I'm not gonna pick not, up your yeah. fucking snail. You get and do yeah. it on your own, babe. Yeah, great. You'll like yeah. you'll you'll like this, Jess. I um, well, you actually you'll hate this, Jess. Right. But right. I um, uh, <laughs> I was uh, so my girlfriend and I met like during the last lockdown, and we sort of like met over the phone. And we had all these like long phone calls before Ooh. like ages before we could meet. Oh yeah, it was cool. Very nice. Um, one of our, it was yeah, it was really really kind of nice like get, nice way to get to know someone. But she was one night she was it was like one of our early early days on the phone, 
and uh, she said, oh, the moon is amazing. The moon's really full tonight. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go out into the garden and look at it. And I had this like romantic vision that we'd both been looking at the moon at the same time. And I stepped in my bare feet on a fucking slug. That's a morning. We get for trying to force a moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, at least now you'll never ever forget that lovely romantic moment where you were going to go out Absolutely. and look at the same moon. Grace, yeah, you, like, yo. Grace, just to check, you say you don't like things that kind of look like brains, is it? Is that what you said? That's right, yeah. But how are you with that, mint? Yeah. Like mint types? You know, like raw mints? Like, yeah, me, I don't love it. I don't love it when it's all packed in. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Grace, how are you with walnuts? Because I think they look like tiny little dusty brain. Yeah, walnuts aren't a massive problem, but you know, it's it's also things like: Have you ever seen um, the picture of like a the, the cross section of a shell when a shell's been cut in half? Do you know what I mean by that? And it's anything uh, that like loads yeah. and loads and loads of little sections, ribs, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, like an inside an ear, like inside an ear. Exactly that. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh. it manifests in in those melons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's so funny. <laughs> I, said, um, I, actually, I actually tasted brain once. It was absolutely disgusting. What, what brain? Uh, what's brain was it, Mark? I don't know. It was either a pig or a cow. I worked in the butchers. I was apprentice, right. apprentice in the butchers when I was 16, just for a short period of time. It was a horrible job. And uh, he got me to try these, uh, this, this brain. It was, oh, it was it, honestly, it was disgusting. I don't know how anyone could eat it. It's so fascinating. Hang on, were you veg- so were you com- almost completely vegetarian at sixteen and working in a butcher's? Well, not completely, but yeah, yeah it was just one of those jobs. I needed a job, and I saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't last very long. I didn't really enjoy oh, it. crikey! Say scrum diddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. I'll tell you how I know I've never been to like a proper swanky restaurant. I've never been to the sort of restaurant where they have one of those like giant fish tanks. Yeah. And you pick what you want. Like you want it's a bit of an octopus there, you want a bit of crab. I've never done that before. That to no. me is a bit too inhumane I, for me personally. I sushi from <laughs> Tesco. Does that count as swanky food? Yes. No, I think that no. counts as generally a fucky abomination. <laughs> <laughs> Only, only Mark. If it's and I'm sorry, Mark. Deal. I'm sorry it's that you, the meal deal, you had to have that, Mark. Yeah, the meal deal. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna, you're I, gonna orange juice and some shortbread with it. Fine. Yeah, yeah I do. I do. I do believe slightly in like you know you hear those like old nana's tales about things. And I remember as a kid being told, oh, if you eat fish, it will make you really clever and it's good for your brain. Lots of chat, and it probably has to do with omega oils or whatever. But there was lots of chat amongst my nanas about how fish is good for your brain. And I think that in my head, if something's raw then it must be the maximum uh yeah. i don't know it's bullshit isn't it it's, i'm sure it's bullshit but i genuinely think there have been times in my life where i've not had sushi for a while just because i've not had access to it had it and it's made me cleverer like that bang it's made me cleverer just for a short while like a sort of superpower for a couple of hours um there's a sushi restaurant in Leicester that, um, uh, which is called Little Tokyo. And I really, if there are people watching from Leicester, they're doing, um, they're on delivery now and they're doing oh. uh, takeaway and they, I'm desperate for them not to go under because I absolutely love eating there. But um, I uh, <laughs> recently, I uh, <laughs> I called them to, to, to place an order for takeaway sushi and uh and they've and this is how frequently I order them is they've saved my number and he picked up the phone and went hello Grace let's <laughs> 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 no, start cooking a bit more I don't know <laughs> there's no shame in that especially at the moment like you're saying like you just you I genuinely get ways of like oh I haven't got takeaway from there for a while now and I don't want them to go bust like it does feel a bit yeah, like that at the yeah. moment doesn't it you'd be on a walk and you'd be like oh fuck they do that amazing thing like let's see if they're doing delivery I'm I'm having more takeaways now than I would in normal life and I'd feel fuck all guilt like it does feel yeah, like yeah, no yeah, it's yeah. the only yeah. way to keep these these places if, alive if these, yes. if these guys go under I've done my bit trust me yeah. I've really done my bit <laughs> yes, yes Darren can I, can I ask a question for yeah. uh, the panel speaking of takeaway can I ask what your uh, go-to takeaway is say it's a Friday night you're hungry you're in the mood what is your go so for me it would be Japanese sushi. That would be me, a big sushi. As, you Do you know. get anything hot, though, if you're getting a Japanese takeaway? Um, get soup or no, nothing's hot. 
everything is, really? is yeah i literally go all from dragon rolls sashimi uh yeah mm. it's it's so expensive but you know it's worth it because it's healing isn't it it's healing that's what it is it's making us cleverer it's definitely the, it's the making rules, us better at quizzes and that my rule as well when i buy sushi is it all has to be eaten on the same day Okay. That's the rule. I do not do. It's not like pizza. I don't do tomorrow's sushi. I'm not having. I'm not having using chopsticks in the morning. That's not what I do. It's it's all got to be gone that same night. That's my. I love that's how my much rule. you love a rule, Darren. Um, well, I'll, I'll leave it. Mark, what's your answer to Darren's my COVID well, think, um, question? I'm pretty old school. I'll just go for it. I go for a curry every time. I think. Mm, what are you do ordering? Them. Do you get the same thing every time, though, Mark? Yeah, well, truly, I, I mean, I used to live in. Um, after Leicester, Leicester moved them to Sheffield, and they had some amazing curry mm. houses up there. Oh, yeah. But um, actually, Cornwall's a bit disappointing. So I've not had a good curry for a long time, you know. We've, yeah. not, we've, got, we've not got a good one down here. So, um, yeah, I do. But if we go to... Um, in fact, last time I went to Leicester, I think on the London Road, there's a really good curry place on there that my sister takes me to. I know the your name. Is Sorry? it called K? Someone just mentioned Kyle. Kyle, I've been there Kyle before, is amazing. Yeah. Possibly, possibly. But that, that was incredible. I really enjoyed that. So, yeah. yeah, if I go to Leicester, I do enjoy a good curry when I go up there. Fair play. Oh, yeah, I grew up in Dorset and we had somewhere you could get a curry takeaway. Not takeaway, but a curry from and go and sit in. But it wasn't great. Like, But, but there was it, everyone there was so excited to have any anywhere to go and have a curry <laughs> that we were like, we just didn't care that it was really expensive and disgusting. But um, now there's a really snazzy place to take away curry there. And I'm so happy for my friends that are back there. Um, Grace, what would be your go-to thing? Have you got a go-to thing? Um, yeah, well, it'll either be Little Tokyo or we've got an amazing Thai near us as well. Mm. Amazing Ooh. Thai place called uh, Thai Isan again for all the Leicester gang who are watching. And they're just absolutely amazing. We had one on Friday night, actually. Yeah. Oh. Mm. I, um, my, I, that sort of question trouble like it stresses me out not not in a bad way um Darren but I I can't pick a thing I love there's so many things and also I'm so lucky where I live that like um like there's an incredible Lebanese place there's Indian Thai Japanese Vietnamese uh, there's a, a Peruvian place now in Lewisham it's mental and amazing but also I just don't know how to pick so generally it comes down to a toss of a coin Um, we got fish and chips for the first time in months and months and months like since the summer when I was near the sea basically the other day and that was extraordinary that's the one thing we do have down here is really good fish and chips yeah I bet you do proper chippy I'm not far from Rick Stein's chippy (gasps) and although they're expensive Like once worth a few it. times a year, we're going on fish and chips with Rick Stein's Chippy, and they are they are they are worth it. Oh, they're good, glorious. Where where in where in Cornwall are you, Mark? Uh, near Padstow. Mm, oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I mean Rick Stein. Did you, get, did you get a lot of like crab down there? Gorgeous fresh crab mm. around that way. Uh, possibly. I don't. I don't like crab, right. so I don't really. But yeah, oh, I think right. so. I, I imagine there is lots of good crab down here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel like a crab sandwich is like I'm having a massive long walk in a beach place in England. <laughs> That's what that says in my mind. It's basically ho- like a holiday food. Just one of those amazing. beach places. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully not too long now, guys. I see that some All of the right. people in the audience have put given themselves like exciting backgrounds and stuff. And you're like, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I want a holiday. <laughs> um, okay. Um, oh, let's ask you some maybe slightly shorter things. Ever accidentally eaten anything that wasn't food? Darren. Oh, um, that's a good question. I think, oh, I, 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 I swallowed a button once. There we um, go. I thought, I, thought it, I thought it was a chocolate button. Oh, oh <laughs> but no. I, but I, yeah, 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 yeah. It was <gasps> definitely, because I knew it was a button because my mom was, it's weird because there was, there was chocolate buttons and there was, my mom was sewing. So there was a right. button. And obviously as a kid, I mean, I just used to eat everything. There was no thought at all. And now it's very obvious the difference between a button and a chocolate button. And I swallowed it and my mom, my mum saw me with it and saw me swallow it. And then as soon as I put it in my mouth, she said, what are you doing? And I swallowed it. And yeah, I swallowed them. That, yeah, I remember that. Because that, that's one of the examples my mum uses whenever she talks to people about how much I ate. 
Oh no, I don't like the idea that your mum's like bumping into an old friend and be like, do you remember how much he ate? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh God, I've got, a, I've got enough My issues, thanks mum. She major shade at me oh. at all times. Damn, she makes it sound as in. if I went into her drawer and took out a button and ate it. <laughs> <laughs> you never explains the story. <laughs> yeah, give us some context, mum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it did look like a food. Yeah, mm. it's... um. Oh, it's tr- I, I'm gonna, I, I want to ask a disgusting thing, but do you remember pooing it out? <laughs> no, I don't. No, it's that's quite very, big very, good, very good point. I don't remember that. I'm, I'm no, not, good. I'm not, I mean, that's good. And if it did happen, then you did remember it at the time. You've blocked it out, and that's probably for the best. I've, I've never been the sort of person who poos and has a look, so um, right. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's true. It's a great point. Well made. Yeah. There are people who do that and people who don't. And um, I think you're in a very happy category there, Darren. <laughs> Grace, what about you, my love? Um, yeah, I did, it's similar on, on the, um, the, um, uh, what's the word? Haberdashery side. <laughs> oh, yes. I, uh, I, um, A full I was, pin cushion. <laughs> <laughs> when I was, um, when I was about three years old, I got a stuffed giraffe. A cuddly toy and he had suede ears and I used to like chew them like as a kind of it's absolutely disgusting as like a kind of like um like a security blanket thing yeah, I suppose yeah. I mean I was like a tiny toddler and um and yeah just eventually as time went on just 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 ate them right the way off yeah so, uh, <laughs> pair, pair of suede ears yeah kids are so funny with stuff like that like some sort of comforting texture my yeah. son's five now um and at the moment he's going through a phase of um, of licking me just lick and his dad well he chose a great uh, time to do it um, <laughs> yeah can he do <laughs> but he, yeah. he won't do it for about three or four yeah, days it's, it's hands space lick your mum's face <laughs> hands space lick your mum's face yeah, yeah. Well, you, have I not told you he thinks he can see um, he thinks he can see the virus so he's oh. uh, he's for safe <laughs> Yeah, he's that arrogant. He's so arrogant. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's he's he behaves as if he's had an eaten education and he hasn't. <laughs> he thinks he's invincible. Um, yeah, God, weird licking boy. Anyway, Mark. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I can't remember eating anything that I shouldn't have done. I mean, that normally goes to what my dog. He's, he's that's what he do normally does. He has his propensity of eating like cat crap. And which um, oh. is it's absolutely disgusting. I remember one, there was one time I was sitting in the living room, he'd also be outside and ate some cat trap and then decided to vomit it up onto my, oh. onto the carpet. And I can I can assure you it was the most wretched thing I've ever cleared up in my life. Fucking hell. Fucking dogs. Um, Frank got a lot of love when he was briefly made a cameo earlier, Grace. There was yeah, cool to have him that, back. Yeah. <laughs> um, if it's made anyone who was sad that Frank went away again, um, what he could be busy now hoovering some cat shit absolutely yeah apparently I don't dogs even have a cat but I wouldn't put it past him yeah <laughs> apparently dogs are like one or the other they either roll in or eat shit yeah uh, yeah Great. he's a bit of a roller he loves yeah. to roll in dead things okay. the worst thing he's ever rolled in was a dead hedgehog oh, um, oh. yeah and that oh. was a trip to the vet yeah fantastic oh. fantastic scenes for Frank yeah <laughs> Smiling gets cursed by a wicked warlock. So every time anyone has a go at any sort of smiling, their knees buckle and they shit themselves. It's an absolute misery, not to mention um, very much the death of comedy. Luckily, the warlock has agreed to shut up and stop this dark, evil curse. But only if you three, and weirdly, it does have to be you three, do a 24-hour karaoke-thon whilst never getting off one of those tiny little trampoline things that women had in the 90s to do weight loss videos. I think they were called trampettes. Um... It sounds impossible, but you do it! Three of you are heroes! Oh, wow. Your award is a place in history as the new three amigos who saved us all from a future of smilelessness or shitty pants. Um, Your award in the moment, though, and bearing in mind this was knackering that karaoke on the trampolines, you're as hungry and as happy as it's possible to be. It's the opposite of a last meal. You couldn't be more chuffed. 
you're starving. And also, this is a fantasy feast. I, the reward is a feast of your dreams. I don't want anything. I don't want you to consider consequences, health, none of that shit. This is about if dreams could come true. This is a fantasy feast. What would be your dream thing in the happiest, hungriest possible state to eat and drink? Um, and I'm aware that this is only your answer now. And if I asked you in five minutes, it could have completely changed. Um, Grace, we'll start with you. Well, the thing that sprang to mind when you were uh, saying that was, um, so my girlfriend is from Norwich and uh, we, she took me to this amazing pub in Norfolk in the summer called uh, the Gunton Arms. And they did this um, whole lobster uh, with garlic butter and these just incredible best chips I've ever had in my life. And honestly, like having eaten a lot of things in a lot of places in the world, I think it's maybe the best thing I've ever had. So I probably oh. go whole lobster, garlic butter. And it was just like a big, big, like bowl of garlic butter, just a thing, crack it, crack it open and just dipping it in the whole, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. So I'd go for that. And also I would accompany it with um, uh, my favorite beer in the world, which actually is from right here in Leicester. I just ordered a case of it. Uh, it's the Everard's original Sun Chaser beer, mm. which uh, I really would recommend to everybody. It's called, is it lager? Like, no, it's like a really light session ale. Um, it's really, it's like, it's really, it's like four percent or less. But it's just really, it really goes down so easily. Oh, really I'm getting well. that on the list. Yeah. What a lovely yeah, answer. When else yeah. are you going to have a whole fucking lobster if it's Absolutely. not your fantasy feast yeah. time? Got to do it, yeah, um, Mark. I think, um, in fact, someone, I, I'd go for. And this isn't posh at all. And go, yeah, I'd go for a chip butty every nice. time. Nice. Yeah, really talk me through thick. it. Talk me through it. What sort of bread? What sort thick. of spread? Oh, it's just, it's got to be thick white bread, mm -hmm. right? Lashings of butter, big, thick, chunky homemade chips oh. with daddy, daddy sauce on top. Daddy sauce. Proper butter or cause some yeah, things proper, I think are better. Oh, no, proper spread. butter. It's got to be proper, proper butter, butter every, every time. And uh, I, I think that's, you know, that'd be, if that, if that was going to be my last meal, that, that is what it would be. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's a fierce, fierce choice. I'm really impressed. Delicious. Yummy. Darren? All I can think about now is chunky chips. Yeah. <laughs> some, chunky <laughs> some chunky chips. chips. You can just say, can I have what Mark's just said? Yeah. And it would be totally legit. So the way that everyone's explaining this, it all now sounds like a death row meal. <laughs> like what is your <laughs> ideal death row meal? And I tell you, I'm going to go as simple as to when I was like a kid back in school. I would, yeah. I would go with um, uh, McDonald's Big Mac meal. Oh yes, do it. Not a drop of stevia in sight. That's what Not we want to hear. <laughs> Giant fries. Get no porridge. Get some shake. joy in your life in your mouth. Yes. Uh, giant fries, strawberry shake. Yes. Uh, apple pie and a, yes. uh, like a Twix pie, McFlurry. Definitely. And I'm telling you, it's, it's king. Twix McFlurry at ah. the end. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. That did something to my downstairs. Oh. <laughs> what an excellent, excellent choice, Darren. I'm so happy for you. Um, I reckon just, I reckon all of us should go and have that thing this week anyway oh. just because life is tricky um, before we all go away other than where, tell the audience please and including everyone who listens to this in its audience my light's fallen over um, everyone, I got too passionate about that McFlurry um, <laughs> um, <laughs> while I go and pick that up can you one after the other tell the audience including the listeners when it's a finished podcast um, where they can find you and what if anything you're up to at the moment including one lockdown eases fingers crossed if you've got anything coming up or anywhere they can follow your work um darren then grace then mark oh yeah yeah you can find me on uh at darren harriet h-a-r-r-i-o-t on twitter instagram i post lots of videos funny videos all that sort of stuff but yeah just follow me on there at darren harriet thank you magic uh, yeah, I'm just Grace Petrie on Twitter, Grace Petrie Music on Instagram, and uh, hopefully at some point in the future, I will one day again be a touring musician, and you'll be able to go to a gig at some point. Um, but I might, I'll probably have an album coming out this year, so please nice. uh, keep an eye out. Yes, nice, Mark. Me, um, yeah, I can be found on Instagram at Marco Bates with underscores between the Mark and the O and the and the and the Bates. 
it makes yeah. you hungry um, following Mark on Instagram, but it's <laughs> and that's a, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, thank you all, my lovely guests. You are fucking fascinating and funny and wonderful and lovely. Uh, thank you and thank you everyone who came along and watched. Um, and yeah, what a smashing afternoon! Thank you for your time. Um, you. Take care, and we'll you'll hear us again soon. Bye. See you later, guys. Thank, thank you. What an absolute belter, hey? What a dear and lovely bunch of guests. I love them all a lot, you know. They told you where to find themselves online and I implore you, please do go and look them up. They're all so good at what they do, so they do really good things. Want to try our box? You can have a tenner off your first box using a link in either in the podcast notes or in the bio on Twitter. Make sure you're following at the Hoovering Pod. It makes it only, I think, £2.99 for, a, for an odd box, so go for it. I reckon. I think they're amazing. They're only for people in and around London at the moment, though, annoyingly. Feel free to support the podcast by telling other people about it. You can do it a five-star review. I recommend it, baby, on a social media platform. Or you can give us money if you want over at Acast Supporter for one-off tenner or five. Uh, or go to Patreon if you want to give me a few quid a month in exchange for podcast-related goodies. Follow me on social media if you like, at Jessica Foster Anything longer than a tweet to send me, you can email me through my website, jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. 